Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Slightabet and I'm joined by Greg and we're back for the turn of the Singe Premiership after a week of Scottish Cup football. Greg, how's things? Good evening, I'm good, thank you. Looking forward to this weekend's matches. Yeah, no podcast last week, we were kind of fairly reduced card in the Scottish Cup, weren't we? Yeah, it was a tricky card. There wasn't really much worth speaking about. Obviously, there was a few shocks last weekend in the in the cup. Obviously, Inverness beating Livingston 3-0. I think they were 5-1 to one to win that match, Inverness. And Elgin, very, very close to causing a massive upset down at Somerset Park against Ayr. But I guess um, full card this weekend, all four leagues, and looking forward to getting stuck into it. Yep, and who better to join us this week? Uh, none other than Scottish football expert St Mirren fan, Div McDonald from Pine Bovril. How's it going? I am fine, thank you very much. That's, that's, not what you, that's not what you said two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't talk about last night. Uh, no, I'm, a little bit, I'm, a little, I'm feeling a little bit sore today. It's not been a good few days for St Mirren fans, but hey-ho, we'll, um, we'll recover. We'll get back on it, hopefully, in, uh, on Saturday. You're still top six, Div. Yeah, we're still top six. It just feels like it, last night was a massive opportunity uh, wasted. I thought Motherwell absolutely terrible last night, and he still beat us. So that that says it all. It was just it was just a bad night, very bad night at the office. So less said about that, the better. Yeah, and that home match against Ross County on Saturday. Will you be in attendance? Yes, I will. It's my daughter's birthday, but I've negotiated uh, a, a, a clause. Pass out. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm allowed to go, but I'm not allowed to have too much to drink. Apparently, that's uh, the caveat. But um, but yeah, no, I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. Should be a good game, and hopefully, we can back to back to winning ways. Yeah, we'll go into that shortly, Greg. I think it's going to be a fairly decent price on Saturday, personally. But um, we'll discuss that in a bit more detail. As you say, Greg, we've got a full card this week to look forward to across all four divisions. We do, and obviously we're now entering into the business end of the season soon, um, probably another two or three rounds of games, and it's going to get really interesting. Uh, lots to be decided across all four leagues, relegation, promotion, playoff spots, European spots. It's all to play for. I, I still think we've not really seen many clubs go on a decent run. It's been very stop-start, especially in some of the leagues, uh, the Premiership and the Championship especially. So it has been difficult, I would say, the last couple of months for punters, but I think it will get a lot easier as we move towards the end of the season. Yeah, um, I'm going to suggest that we start in the Championship this week, Greg. Friday night, we've got two games, which are potentially um, have quite a big influence on the top of the table. We've got Dundee at Morton, which is a live game on BBC Scotland, but also at the same time, we've got Queen's Park v Wraith Rovers, and arguably the most important 90 minutes of the weekend on Friday night. Yeah, massive night in the Championship. Obviously, Dundee last weekend beating Cove 3-0, aided by the fact that Queen's Park lost at Morton 3-2. So it's very much pole position for Dundee, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. At the moment, an opportunity to go top of the league. And we've got them, obviously, to win the Championship at 7-4 that we put up on the channel at the end of December. A very tricky game against Morton. At the moment, Morton are conceding quite a lot of goals. They shipped two last weekend, two at Inverness. They lost 2-1 at home to Ardroath. They lost two against Thistle and two v Wraith. Now, both meetings between the sides have finished 0-0 this season. Um, we're probably a little bit slow in terms of getting this up in terms of Dundee. We're 13 to 10 at the start of the week, which I thought was a decent price. Yeah. They're now 11-10, to 10, but I just think momentum's with Dundee. 
a great opportunity to go top, and I'm more than happy to back Dundee to score two goals here at six to five. Yeah, I still think there's a wee bit of value in that, even money potentially. Um, as you say, two draws this season, five of the last six meetings have finished level in this fixture, actually. Uh, and that result last week for Morton, they've just kind of came out of the blue. They had gone six without a win prior to that, and then, of course, they go and beat top of the table, Queen's Park. It's because I backed Queen's Park. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, it was a great win. Morton are. Morton have had a really funny season. Yeah. Uh, they defied the pundits uh, early in the season. They went with some great runs. Then they went a terrible run. Now they seem to have sorted themselves out again. So I think at home they, they can't be discounted. You know, I think Dundee will be in for a hard game. So I think the goals angle is definitely a safer one than taking Dundee to win. Um, but yeah, it's um, they're a very hard team to read, Morton. Just yeah. don't know what you're going to get. There's been yeah. both teams to score now, I think, in nine of Morton's last ten. And I think if Dundee are to win this game, mm-hmm. they're going to have to score two goals. And that, that's probably my logic behind taking Dundee to score two. As long as they don't get win. a penalty, you'll be all right. They don't seem to be very good at putting them away. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, interesting, we start from Dundee. Gary Boyer has the highest win ratio in Dundee's history. As manager right? so far. Aye, that's not hard, is it, really? Let's be honest. <laughs> no. 60 per, 60% win ratio. <laughs> Yes, yeah, decent in a, a pure championship. I what think. um what ratio do you think Mark McGee had prior to him? In twelve Ten. games, seven point one four percent. So yeah, looks like they've made the right move there, getting shot on McGee and getting Gary Boyer in. Uh, okay, so that's Friday night, Morton V Dundee, Greg, and it's over one and a half goals for Dundee at sixty-five. That's right. Yep, and while that's happening, Div, we've got Queen's Park v Wraith Rovers, just 1-1-4 for Queen's Park, 1-1 drawn 1 and lost 2. As we've touched on, pretty painful defeat for them at Morton last week, but they're still top, they're a point clear, but they've now played one game more than Dundee. Uh, Wraith Rovers doing pretty well, um, they're one of four teams that are within two points, trying to finish fourth in the league and make a, the playoff places in the Championship. Again, another team who are doing pretty well. That I think they're unbeaten since December the third. I think it's twelve or so that Wraith Rovers are uh, unbeaten. So, quite an interesting game, which I presume is a local view, is it, Div? It is. Yeah, um, they're still playing there. So I think yeah, I think you're right. This could be a, a good game for lots of different angles. But I uncovered an amazing start that I maybe it's just me that because I don't pay too much attention to stats in the championship, I don't have access to them. But Queens Park are averaging. 13.73 corners per game at home this season, which I can't believe. Well, Dundee are actually the same. I can't believe there's anybody higher than that in any league. Um, they've hit over 10.5 corners in every single home game this season. I think that's amazing. Yeah. So 11 home games, they've hit over 10.5 corners, uh, match corners, sorry, in every single one. So they sh- they're getting loads. They're getting over 7.5 and, and they're conceding over 6. Wraith Rovers uh, on the road, their away games are averaging almost 11 corners a game. So I like the corners angle in this one. Um, and the line is set high. The bookies, the Bet365's line is on 11, which is 2.37. That's probably a little bit too high for me. But over 10.5 at 1.83, I think, looks looks really good in this game. Two teams that like going for it. Um, and as I say, Queens, you just can't argue with the numbers. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, as you say, if Queens are hitting those numbers on their own, then the match bet at that price isn't bad at all, is it, Greg? Absolutely. It's a good spot, by the way. The 5-6 uh, over 10.5 looks really strong, based on, the, obviously, the stats this season for, for both sides. It's quite an interesting match as well. Obviously, Wraith will be buoyant after last weekend's um, win against Motherwell. 11-4. to 
I'm really keen to see how Queen's Park do now. Uh, obviously, they lost Simon Murray. They lost last weekend. This is a massive game for them because if they lose this, they, I, I think they're going to fall off a little bit, Queen's Park. Yeah. Think, especially if Dundee get a result as well. I think it's fair to say they've probably overachieved this season so far, haven't they? Well, they have. There's no doubt. There's no question about that at all. I don't think anyone expected Queen's Park to be genuine title challengers halfway through February and topping the table. I think most clubs or most people thought they might do well and maybe compete for a playoff potentially. But for a brilliant season, they're just really interested to see how they how they cope now, having lost last weekend, a bit of disruption uh, during the transfer window, and obviously knocked out the Scottish Cup through a, an admin error. Yeah. And on that note, just well done to Queen's Park. I think they're going to refund all the fans that attended that match, refund any travel costs, and also give each fan that went to that game a ticket for the next home game. It's fun. Which is really good. So, yeah. well done, Queen's Park. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Dev, corner angle for you is over 10.5 corners, and that's 5 to 6. Uh, yeah, that's right. 1.83 in my money. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. We'll come back to Championship, but that's Friday night taken care of. And now, Greg, we'll have a look at the Premiership, Celtic v Aberdeen. Uh, three o'clock, I don't think we've no early game on Saturday, so we've got five games kicking off at three o'clock, um, which is relatively unusual, I suppose. Um, Greg, Aberdeen, 16-1, Celtic just 1-6. to six. There's been plenty of times Aberdeen have come to Glasgow in poor form, but I can't really remember them being as big as that in a long while. Yeah, I've got the run down as no hopers. <laughs> um, and I think the bookies agree with that. However, I don't recall seeing Aberdeen as big as sixteen to one before mm-hmm. uh, for a trip to, to Glasgow against either Rangers or Celtic. Obviously, they've had a week's rest. Aberdeen after that much-needed win against Motherwell, but it's really hard to look into that result. Obviously, Barry Robson's now been in charge for two games. Um, obviously, lost to St Mirren with ten men after what was it seven minutes, seven or eight minutes. Probably the only reason why Sitman won that match in not all fairness. However, they, they've gone I'm out. Just ignoring you, Greg. It's just, it's just childish. <laughs> they've gone out and beaten Motherwell 3 1. Their home form has been pretty solid this year. Away from home, though, as we keep doing off the stats for Aberdeen, something like two wins in 30 or something like that in the league for Aberdeen, which is absolutely disgraceful. Don't fancy them at Celtic Park. I don't think anyone will. But I do fancy them, though, to rack up three corners. They've been pretty solid to back Aberdeen in the corner front. If it's 6, 11, 9, 8, 8. Two in that match against Motherwell for obvious reasons and they racked up another nine against Motherwell. Sorry, against Motherwell last time out. So a lot of those corners have been at home. I just think it's a bit of a free hit for Aberdeen. Barry Robson back to his old team. Trying to find value in Celtic for this match is very difficult. So I'm, I'm more than happy to take Aberdeen to get three corners at 5 to 6. Yeah, you say it's difficult. Craig, uh, Div's managed to find a way to get on side with Celtic, <laughs> Div. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think, you know, I've, I've seen Aberdeen and Celtic uh, very recently um, because obviously I did see Barry Robson's first game. Whilst Aberdeen were improved, you know, Celtic are light years ahead of them um, and it will be damage limitation for them on Saturday. You know, Celtic, I think we spoke about the Scottish Cup game last Saturday, um, they're bringing on players off the bench now who are absolute top draw quality, you know, and they're making five subs in a game. So the Celtic can afford to actually go hell for leather at teams now and then just bring or just change half the team and just basically keep doing it for the whole ninety minutes. It's it's relentless and 
for that reason, I, I think Celtic to win both halves in this game is a reasonable shout because I, I checked up, they've scored 22 goals in first half games at Parkhead this season and only conceded three. Um, it's hard to imagine that Aberdeen, Aberdeen might get one. They, they, of course, that's always a risk in a bet like this, but even if they do, you wouldn't put Celtic Pass getting two uh, in, in either half against them. So I think that's a, a reasonable shout. I think I can't see Aberdeen scoring. I can't see Aberdeen doing anything here. Celtic to win by two or three goals, I think it's reasonable. And I definitely think they'll, 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 um, they'll win both halves. So Celtic to win both halves is on offer at 2.1, which I think is, I think is a good bet. I mean, Celtic are unbelievable. 37 home games now without defeat. Um, mm-hmm. It's just incredible so you know there's no shame in, in saying that Aberdeen will lose this game um, I think it will be uh, backs to the wall for them and I, I just don't think they've got it in them to keep them out so yeah a, a comfortable home win and hopefully uh, to win both halves 2.1 reasonable yeah. price I think relentless is the word for Celtic at the moment. They just keep knocking out not new new records as such, but they scored 40 in 13 games since the World Cup, so they're averaging over three per game. They've got 11 players who have scored three or more goals already this season, and they're on track to score what would be a would smash the record 118 league goals this season if they keep up their scoring rate. It's just, just ridiculous. Um, just to back up your bet, of uh, Celtic have won both halves in seven of 12 at home this season already. Not bad. That's, yeah. I thought it would be higher than that, to be fair, but um, I still t- will take that. And, and I also think you get Willie Collum in this game, the penalty, uh, the boy loves a penalty, and <laughs> so, Aberdeen have had 20 penalties in their 25 league games this season, which is they've got a league high conceded and a league high one, which is incredible. So I think a wee penalty in this game from Mr Collum wouldn't be uh, out of the bounds of reasonableness. So you're looking at kind of Aaron Moy maybe uh, for a goal scorer. I think he's been taking him for Celtic recently. He has, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's. Uh, but I, I definitely, I, I can't see Aberdeen causing Celtic any problems at all. Yeah, that penalty shout looks like a match made in heaven. <laughs> Wally Collins and town. Okay, we've got Dundee United B St Johnston Greg. Let's go to you. Dundee United now five without a win in the league. Uh, I think it's four defeats in a row. Disappointing cup exit to Kelly last weekend for them. St Johnston one win in nine. Uh, no game last week. Obviously out of the Scottish Cup. How do you see this one going? Difficult to call. I think um, Dundee United have been woeful after a really good run of results, thinking they're going to get back on track. And as you say, I think it's now five defeats in six, discounting that cup win at home to mm. Stirling University. Yeah. It's been a pretty torrid month or so for United. Liam Fox under a fair bit of pressure. Dundee United fans generally just not happy at all. And this is the sort of match in which Dundee United fans will be hoping and expecting to get something from. 23-20, though, for Dungeon United, I think it's a disgraceful price. And that's not me being biased in any way, shape or form because of playing St Johnston. I just don't know how United can be that place at home, um, given their recent form. Obviously, St Johnston's form isn't great either. Saying that, though, they have played Rangers twice and Celtic in three of the last four games. But the only win, really, nine's away at Motherwell, which probably doesn't count. <laughs> so <laughs> it'd be interesting to see how this game pans out. I, I'm not touching this match, I'm honest with you. Not touching it. But I don't believe United should be 23 to 20. And I don't think we've played that badly in some of the games we've lost. I think Rangers games especially, we weren't that bad against Celtic. A bit like St Mirren, Celtic last time out. Celtic, the St Mirren, sorry, didn't play that badly at all against Celtic. And obviously found themselves on a 5-1 hammering, similar to what happened to St Johnston. So this is a kind of start of our season again for us, hopefully. And picking up some points. 
but it's not a game to be getting involved in on, on the betting markets. Is top six still a possibility for St Johnson? Have to win on, on Saturday for mm. that to be a no. Um <laughs> You can't discount St Johnson's record for top six achievements yeah. in terms of getting in the top six with a late run of results. It's happened time and time again over the last 10 years and the stats will back that up. So currently five points, uh, six points behind St Mirren, but as we know, St Mirren will fall often. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Collapse. Uh, collapse is a good word to use, yeah. <laughs> Capitulate. But no, we have to win this match. If we do and results above us go well, i.e. Aberdeen losing, St Mirren not picking up points, then it's two points behind and all to play for with, what, seven games to go before the split? But as a, as a must-win game, I think as well what it would do, it would send St. Johnson 10 points ahead of Dungeon United. Yeah. And I would say rule out any relegation mix for bottom spot. But it's a tough game to call. Could end up a draw, but yeah, I wouldn't be backing United at that price. Yeah, and just to back up the fact that it's a tough fixture to call 13 games since a team won by more than a single goal in this fixture. You have to go back to 2015 for a 2-0 win. For the United, I've go back to 2013, the last time someone scored three goals in this fixture. So, yeah, more than likely be a draw or a goal by a single. It's uh, a really attractive card this weekend. Are you going to sleep this game well alone? Yeah, that's not one of them. Dev, any angle for you in this one? No, I don't really fancy it much either. I, I think I'm right in saying St George's are unbeaten in the last six at Tanadice, which is quite uh, remarkable. Um, uh, if I've got that right, which I think I have. Um, a wee team have won both fixtures this season. Your only angle here is that Mr Clancy's in charge, so you, you, and the stakes are pretty high to be fair. So you could see some cards, I suppose. But yeah, I'm kind of with Greg on this. There's there's better opportunities elsewhere, so best left alone, I think. Okay, let's go Easter Road next. It's Hibernian at eight to eleven, which we'll come back to. <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a purple patch for Hibs at the moment, to be fair. Just one defeat in six, albeit that was defeat to Hearts. One of their three 0 defeats to Hearts, uh, but they're unbeaten in five in the league and take eleven points from the last fifteen, and a much-needed run of results for Lee Johnson. I suppose sees them back up into fifth. Uh, Kelly. Kelly still not won away from home, is that right? Nope, in the right. not in the league, yeah. not in the league, they haven't. Um, but of course they won at Tanadice last week, a 1-0 win for them, which put them into the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup. Greg, go for it, Hibernian 8-11. Now obviously, as we know, I've been very critical of Hibs this season, for obvious reasons, especially when, when short odds on at home. I actually think at the start of the week they were 4-5 to win this match, and I'd have been very tempted to take that. For two reasons, number one, I think probably need to give a bit of credit to Hibs. They obviously lost 3 to Hearts in... Was that the Scottish Cup they lost? 3 to Hearts. Yeah, they lost the league game 3 now and then they lost the Scottish Cup game. And then obviously the, the daggers were out for Lee Johnson at that point. But they've then had the fortune of playing Aberdeen next <laughs> and Raleigh thumped them 6-0. Then drew one all at Ross County. And they, you could say they're maybe a bit hard done by in that match. That goal could have or should have been disallowed for Ross County. Mm-hmm. And they've then gone to St Mirren, who have had an excellent home record this season, St Mirren, to win 1-0 there was a great result. So, seven points in the last nine. It's definitely given him a bit of breathing space, Lee Johnson. And again, it's a match in which the Hibs fans will be fully expecting a, a home win. Now, on to Kilmarnock's away record, it really is dire. I don't recall seeing a, an away record in the Premiership as bad as this after 13 games away from home. 13 played... 11 defeats and just two points. Two points from, what, 36 available. 
is is grim. Really, really grim. Not sure. 72 for Kilmarnock. I know they won at United last week, but I, I think Hibs are probably worth backing here. Haven't lost at home to Kilmarnock since 2014. And I think they're unbeaten in 10 games at Easter Road against Kilmarnock. Definitely got the lion's share of wins. I think just, just one loss in nine Hibs are against Kilmarnock yeah. in, yeah. in, in all competitions. So I think 8 to 11 is probably a fair price given the way Hibs are playing at the moment. And you really do have to factor in Kilmarnock's woeful away record, not scoring many goals. So I think Hibs should be back here. Is there an argument for Kilmarnock if they're going to pick up a first win of the season away from home that it's going to be against a hip side at the dreaded 8-11 price? Uh, no, I've, my, notes, my notes are pretty similar here. I've, I've said, you know, Kilmarnock, they have improved a little bit, I think, um, but they're still not good enough. Uh, to, I don't think they'll trouble Hibs on Saturday. The one other angle I looked at is... There was five reds, uh, sorry, not five reds, five yellows and a red when they last met in Edinburgh. There was five yellows when they met in Kilmarnock. And we've got John Beaton here, who I, I watched last night, throw six yellow cards in a game where there wasn't even a bad foul. So uh, I'm a little bit sore about him. And so I, I can see some cards in this one. Uh, Kilmarnock aren't usually shy either um, of, of a weak card. So I had uh, a Hibs win and I just boosted it to... 45 by throwing in just one Kelly card. Um, uh, the only other thing I looked at, come on, away corners haven't been too bad recently. They've got three at Celtic Park, five at Ross County, five at Livingston, but couldn't really see much value in that. So I prefer the Hibs win with the Kilmarnock card, uh, 45. Greg, I just can't believe we've got some consensus on Hibs at this price. Uh, no, <laughs> listen, I'm very fair. I'll give criticism when it's due, but I, I think we need to give Hibs a bit of credit over the last month or so. And the fact they're now five games undefeated in the league. Uh-huh. So maybe things are slowly turning. But again, lose this game, Hibs, and you're, the Daggers are right back out again for yeah. Johnson. So yeah. these are the sort of games Hibs fans are fully expecting to win. And I, I, I guess rightly so against a commanding side who just really struggle away from home. Yeah. OK. Uh, unusually at 3pm, we've also got Rangers playing at the same time as Celtic Rangers are going to Livingston, who have posed Rangers a few problems actually this season already. I think Rangers had to come from behind. I don't know if it was the opening weekend of the season. Uh, claim a 2-1 win at Tony Macaroni. And then they need a, I think it's like a 91st minute equaliser from John Lundstrom um, in the return fixture at Ibrox. Uh, so Livingston... You'd think we'd be all set up to, to give Rangers a game, but that was an absolute shocker for them last week, Div, um, losing 3-0 in Inverness in the Cup. Absolutely. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, I mean, Inverness must be pinching themselves because they haven't been knocked out of <laughs> the Cup in the round before. <laughs> to then get back in and then go to Livingston and battle 3-0. And then you've got a home quarter final tie as well. It's just it's an incredible uh, turnaround for them. Um didn't see it coming. I spoke to a couple of people at Livingston. I think they had a bit of a bug in the camp last week. I don't know if that contributed to things. But uh, but fair play to Inverness. A great win. Um, I, I, I think they, they will give Rangers a game because I think they give everybody a game. Uh, Livingston, I, I think when Greg and I spoke during the week about top six, for me, Livingston are the fourth name in that. And, and you know, a, a banker. I think if they, they'll join Rangers, Celtic and Hearts in that top six. And the other two places are up for grabs between probably Aberdeen, Hibs and St Murn and I'm refusing to admit that St Johnson <laughs> are even in, in that equation. But anyway, 
What, what I did like in this game, um, Rangers haven't actually been getting too many corners. They've not been getting that many corners on the road. But what they haven't been doing is conceding almost any. They've only conceded five corners across the last four away games. That's in total. So almost like one corner a game. Livingston haven't had a corner at home against either Rangers or Celtic this season. They lost 8-0 to Rangers in the corner count uh, earlier in the season at Almondvale and they lost 4-0 to Celtic uh, on corners. Um, and Rangers beat them 14-1 in corners at Ibrox. So I think Rangers in the corner handicap is a good angle here. The minus three is the is the line the bookies have set 1.9, which I think is quite tasty. Um, so I'd imagine Rangers will get surely five, maybe six here. Um, and as I say, Livingston haven't had any against them. So, um, yeah, I think it's a reasonable cover on the line, uh, minus three at 1.9. Yeah, I think that's very decent based on the previous stats. And Greg, when we do these kind of handicap corner bets, which isn't often, you're kind of not wanting the, the team that you've backed to be running away with this game. So you're actually hoping for quite a tight game where Rangers need to be pressing and enforcing corners, don't they? Yeah, the ideal scenario of this game is 1-0 Livingston after five minutes and it's back to the wall stuff uh, for, for Livingston. As they've said, Rangers away from home, probably not hitting as many as they are at home. At home, they've been absolutely battering in the corners, uh, double figures in some matches, eights and nines. Not so much away from home, but I, I do like the look of this one. I'm not a massive fan of any sort of handicap betting. <laughs> but I do I do like the look of this one on, on the basis as well. Livingston don't hit many and Rangers don't concede many either. So I also like a really strong shout. And obviously we've been singing Hearts' pieces this season. Livingston, with a game in hand, if they win that game in hand, they only go four points behind Hearts. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and as Div said, we'd have chat about the protagonists in terms of top six. And I think Livingston definitely have to be in there. You can't back against Livingston, I think. Very, very good season. Again, a bit of a free hit. I do expect them to give Rangers a game, but I think Rangers will come up out on top, maybe 2-0 in this match, and with some corners to back. Yeah, it's fascinating, Div, just on the Livingston front. Obviously, David Martindale continues to get them to punch above their weight. There's a couple of vacancies around at the moment, and he never really seems to be in the frame. It's one of the most bizarre things in the game. I mean, he'd be... I don't know if he would go to Motherwell, right? But I think even Livingston fans would accept Motherwell a bigger club uh, by some distance than Livingston. And he's not even been mentioned. He's not even been touted. And Aberdeen's, OK, again, might be a step too far. But when you look at what he's done at Livingston, it's incredible that he never really gets mentioned. I don't know if it is to do with his past or it's to do with the... As a very strange model at Livingston where he seems to mm. do absolutely everything. I'm, I'm pretty sure he does the <laughs> ground as well. You know, he looks after everything. And I don't know if that puts people off or what it is. But I, I, I tell you, what the, the job that guy's done there has been absolutely miraculous. And yeah. they play some good stuff as well. You know, it's not as though they're, they're there and they're playing like long ball football or whatever it is. They, they, yeah, they're physical, but they're no more physical than anybody else. And they play some good stuff. They've got some really good players. Um, you know, I really like David Martindale and I like what, everything that he's done there um, it's, a, it's a great story and I, I, I can't understand why he's still there and I'm surprised that nobody else has come in for him I think the fact is he's at an unfashionable club and it's probably similar to St Johnston in a way in terms of Callum Davison maybe not this season or last season but I don't think he was touted for any jobs and it's usually the, the, the usual merry-go-round John Hughes, Jack Ross Jim Goodwin now as well some people just, just face doesn't fit 
does that mean, Greg, that Murn are a fashionable club so these people <laughs> continually steal our managers? <laughs> well, that's OK. As long as we might be crap, but we're fashionable. <laughs> that's OK, then. Paisley's always been the centre of fashion, as you well know. Yeah, that's so, true. That's that's true. true. Uh, speaking of which, let's have a wee look at St Mirren v Ross County. As you said, Div, a sore one for you last night at Fir Park. Uh, seeing you now slipped to sixth in the table, having been, I think, a couple of weeks ago, fourth, maybe, were you say that, yeah? We'd have went fourth if we'd won last night, and uh, that was our game in hand, so that was our big chance. So, yeah, yeah it was um, a real opportunity lost. This is a run of games now that's going to define our season, and uh, we need to hope that we're going to bounce back, because obviously disappointment at home to Hibs, the cup game, Kind of was a bit of a write off. Uh, I don't think anybody expected much there, but to then lose at Motherwell um, was was really bad. Um, it was a bad performance from us. Don't think anybody could sugarcoat that. Motherwell weren't great uh, at all, um, but we were really terrible. And um, we've got a, a, an increasing number of injuries as well now, beginning to take its toll. So it's not it's not um, it's not uh, such a good time for us right now. Um, but we've got to get back on it on Saturday and. The one thing you get with us at one team, they are a good bunch that way. It's that they normally do bounce back. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll see a better performance on Saturday. It'll be a close game, but hopefully one that we, we can win. Yeah, and just on the face of it, Smyrna at Bet365, 10-11, maybe slightly better elsewhere. Oh, on paper, that looks like a decent bet, given St Mirren's home form this season, Div. Yeah, I mean, up until the Hibs game, obviously we were absolutely flying. Um, and we've beaten... We've been every day in the league. Uh, uh, well, not every day, that's not true, but we've taken points off every day at home. Um, uh, and I, I think we have played some really good stuff at home. I think the key was is, is getting ourselves in front. We've got to get in front in games. If we go behind, we really struggle to break teams down. So we've not really have got really much flair in the team. But if we go ahead, similarly, we are quite hard to break down. So it's kind of first goal's the winner for us a wee bit. And, mm-hmm. um, but, and I think, well, you know, Ross County, they'll come to St Mern. They're in better form, um, but Brophy, Brophy's obviously not allowed to play against us, which will, uh, will hurt them a little bit. But then I think they've got Simon Murray there, Jordan White. They've got players that can, can score goals. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be a fairly entertaining game. Both teams will fancy their chances. And, and again, I'm kind of a wee bit of a broken record. I'm sticking to corners on this one. Um, St Mern have had um, over nine and a half corners and 77% of our games in Paisley. So, um, a reasonable corner count... Uh, uh, at home and 10 of 12 visiting teams have hit four or more corners this season so um, I think the opening day against Muddle and then I think St Johnson they're the only two teams that haven't managed four corners uh, all season and again just the way the style that we play yeah, we leave ourselves open to crosses coming into the box and, and so that leaves a lot of corners and Ross County over three and a half corners I think it's a reasonable uh, shout here at 1.83 Oh uh, there's a man after my own heart yeah, I think it's a you know County don't hit huge amounts, but they they hit five here earlier in the season uh, in Paisley, and they hit I think six or seven against us up in Dingwall. So I think it's it's that sort of game. They'll be looking for Jordan White in the box, lots of crosses. Uh, we play three five two. They, they may well do the same, uh, and so I think that lends itself to corners. So yeah, Ross County over three and a half corners, one point eight three. Yeah, I'm sure Greg will back you up, but again, just on the face of it, looking at the stats, Ross County have the lowest corner count in the league. They're just over, I think it's 3.04. They've only got 2.92 on average away from home, Greg, but I think as yeah, that says, think... they've obviously done reasonably well against St Mirren and the two formations maybe lend itself more to a corner count than you would look at just on paper. 
I think there's two things here for me. I think this is, could be a season-defining game for St Mirren. And uh, it's one of those ones where, obviously, teams can go in runs of losing and winning. Now, you don't want to make it a third consecutive league defeat for St Mirren. Obviously, their home form has been brilliant. They're 10-11. I think Ross County are maybe being a little bit underestimated here. They've been rubbish all season. But if you look back over the last four results, they've drawn with Motherwell. They've beaten Kilmarnock 3-0. They've drawn with Hibs. And they ran Rangers very, very close at Ibrox last time out. Uh, they actually hit six corners at Ibrox, and the only team to have hit more corners at Ibrox than Rangers this, this season, which is some shout. Yeah. So I just think it's going to be a really interesting game. I think, as they've said, quite an open match. I think, yeah, corners, you can't really argue on the corners front. Uh, St Man hitting loads, conceding loads, at least four plus corners conceded, as they've said, in 10 of their 12 games sitting in. And I'm also backing Ross County to get four corners here at five to six. Okay, good stuff. We'll recap all these bets before we reach the end of the podcast. Uh, moving on to Sunday and the Premiership, we've got Motherwell v Hearts. Craig, we've waxed lyrical about Hearts this season. They can't really seem to lay a glove on Celtic or Rangers, but they're definitely the best of the rest. They're just sweeping everyone else aside in the league. Uh, big win for Motherwell last night. Home to St Mirren. It lifted them away from the bottom. Um, they're in ninth in the table. Um, yeah, I was going to mention the fact that our, uh, our WhatsApp group was buzzing yesterday ahead of uh, the Motherwell v St Mirren game, looking at potential card uh, candidates, and it's the same for this one, Greg. Yeah, I put a lot on the channel last night about this last night's match, mostly for Motherwell. They've got, obviously, Cam Slightery, uh, Sean Goss, who just ridiculous number of cards in the last eight games. I think Goss is six in his last seven. Slattery's seven in his last eight, I think. And podcast friend, Callum Butcher, back hmm. in Scottish football, two games played, Two bookings. <laughs> so we, we know Callum very, very well on the podcast. He's always very, very short, though. You're not going to get any more than 75 on him to be booked. And I know that Dev's a big fan of Mr Butcher on Sunday. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's the, the standout for me. As I say, I, I thought Motherwell were really desperately poor last night. But then that is a team living on, on you know, very fragile confidence. And I'm sure last night's one of the boosted that, but I think Hearts are a massive price to win here. I know Hearts away form hasn't been brilliant. I think they've only won one of the last five away games, but I can't see Hearts not winning here. Uh, a nice pitch, really nice pitch to play. Mother will just look brutal. Uh, and Hearts at 2.3 to me looks, looks massive. But I think, to be fair, I'll probably just go in the uh, butcher to be booked because that is actually super map material. You will <laughs> definitely get booked. Do you have a price on that yet? Uh, yeah, no, he's short. I can, is he, uh, yeah, it's out now, I think. I'll just double check. He is. Yeah, it's good to have 65. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a horrible place for a player to be booked. Yeah. I really, it's ridiculous it's, it's that short. But played two, booked in two. Uh, Slattery is 65. Goss probably won't start. Or he might start. He started last night, I think, didn't he? Or was it? Yeah, two to one. He is. I, I, I like the look of Butcher, and I think in terms of my match angle here, like last night on the channel, fully expecting Motherwell to pick up two cards. Hearts don't pick up as many cards as other clubs in the league, but I think it's going to be that sort of match, and I'm looking to back both teams over 1.5 match cards. Currently four to five with bet three six five. 
think the other bookers are pretty slow this week on releasing card markets. So I'm fairly certain we can get something much closer to evens um, elsewhere. Yep, and your referee is Don Robertson. Don Robertson. Yeah, I had a look. There was five yellows in a red when they met at Tincastle and five yellows when they met at Fur Park. So, um, well. I think the yeah. mother will. a banker. They will get two cards. It's really on hearts getting two. And I think yep. they will. Okay, as I say, we'll wrap up these tips before we get to the end of the podcast. Let's get back into the Championship. We've already covered the two games on Friday night. A couple of interesting games on Saturday afternoon. We've got Air United v Partick Thistle. Div, Ian McCall gone after that defeat at Ibrooks, which I'm sure wasn't the straw that broke the most back. I'm sure there's other things that have been going on. Any insight from you as to what's happening at Furhill? No, no, it was it was all a bit strange. Um, I, I I think yeah, the, the the league form has been very poor. But by all accounts, I didn't actually see the game on Sunday. But all accounts, they played very well, and everybody seemed to be buzzing after it. And then obviously the news came out that McCall had been sacked. So I mean, they'd obviously decided that that was going to be the case, uh, no matter what. Um, it'd be interesting if they beat Rangers right enough. Um, so I, I don't really know what's going on, but I, I think we obviously they're having a wee wobble. They're looking at the league table and thinking we need to get our act together here. So it's a big game for them at air. Um, I think it's a hard place to go and win. Um, but Thistle really should be challenging there or thereabouts, and mm-hmm. they don't look as though they're going to be doing that at the moment. Greg, you've usually got some information from the Air United camp. Anything for this week? Well, I, th- I think it's a bit turbulent behind the scenes probably at Thistle. I don't think anyone saw that coming last weekend. I guess the th- thing is now is who do they bring in and and quickly. They've got playoffs to think about. I think they're well at the mix now for automatic promotion and they'll be keen to get somebody in, in there ASAP. But I've got no idea who that's going to be uh, or, or how long. But in this match itself, Air obviously right up there as well. So I think goals for me in this match. Neither side can defend. Uh, I think both sides this season seeing well over three and a bit goals a game. Lots of attacking options too across both sides. I can Yemi, Brian Graham will score goals for Thistle. I see both sides scoring here and I think over 2.5 goals. Could have been a single. It's just a little bit short though at 7-10 to 10, and I'm going to double that up with a match in League 2. Okay, we'll get on to that shortly. Uh, we've also got Cove Rangers v Abroath. Big game at the bottom up in the North East this weekend. Paul Hartley hasn't quite had the impact that maybe was hoped for him returning back at Cove, Greg. No, it's been pretty dire, to be fair. I think they've been hammered at home a good couple of times. Queen's Park hammered them. I think somebody else hammered them. Was at five now at home? Taking a good few hidings. And obviously, they weren't expected to get anything last weekend at Dens Park in a 3-0 defeat. Probably should have been more goals for Dundee. But these are the sort of games in which they're going to have to get something from. Must admit, I think our growth look decent value here. I think they've recruited pretty well in the January window. They've already gone to Morton and won 2-1. And I, w- I would be surprised to see Abroath pick up some points here. Yeah, I quite like to look at the goals angle in this div. Both teams have scored in nine of Abroath's last ten. Can- Cove have conceded 25 in their last seven. So, might be some goals in this, despite what's at stake. Yeah, no, definitely. As soon as you mention Cove Rangers, you're looking at goals. <laughs> you know, over two and a half goals, 1.95 looks looks uh, a tasty option in this one. Because, as you say, Abroath... Don't seem to have a problem scoring goals, um, but they do concede now and again as well. So, yeah, it should be a reasonable uh, game, that one. I think over two and a half goals in that one looks decent. 
Yep, and just wrapping up in the Championship, uh, Inverness host Hamilton. Hamilton seem to have found a wee bit of form, <laughs> maybe too little too late, but um, certainly doing, doing pretty well. Inverness off the back of that brilliant result last week, uh, still in the hunt for promotion. A win could take them fourth. Uh, any thoughts on this one, Greg? Two informed sides, no bet. <laughs> Div? I yeah, I thought Inverness looked quite a tasty price, but as I think Hamilton have definitely improved. You know, unbeaten in the last uh, three, I think Inverness are unbeaten in the last five, so it's probably best left alone. To be honest, it's Inverness should get a good spring from what happened last weekend uh, down at Livingston, but I don't know if there's a huge amount of bearing. But 1.95, it's it is tempting. Um, it's a hard place to go, but and I fancy Inverness to win it, but don't think I'll be touching it. Yeah. Okay. Quick look at League One. We don't have any tips I don't think in this one but Ed and Fairland still top seven points clear Falkirk doing their best to chase last week Div uh, phenomenal turnaround for Dunfermline three nil down with half an hour to go Airdrie get a man sent off concede a penalty Dunfermline going to win four three and they play each other again this weekend uh, it was fairy tale stuff for them especially with Falkirk breathing down their neck it was incredible coming from three nil down with half an hour to go to win four three obviously as you say the two of them go head to head again tomorrow Dunfermline not really Noted for scoring loads or conceding loads this yeah. season. They've, they've built on a really good defence. And But Airdrie are mental. They, they, you just don't know what Airdrie are going to be doing. <laughs> so you wouldn't be surprised to see both teams finding it in this one as well. Should be, a, should be another cracking game, uh, East End Park. Yep, and as we say, Greg Falkirk breathing down and Fairman's neck as best they can. Disappointed last week. I think they thought they'd won it an 85th minute goal, only to concede a 95th minute penalty and draw one each. But they bounced back quite a... Sorry, that was the week before. Uh they then beat Darvel 5-1 in the cup and ended that fairy tale. But I think it's now eight wins out of nine for Falkirk and they're doing pretty well. Yeah, they're flying and obviously top two, Dunfermline and Falkirk, as we thought it would be, they'll be devastated to see that Airdrie collapse last weekend. Absolutely devastating for their perspective. Great for Dunfermline. But yeah, it's going to be exciting into the season in League One. Uh, lots to play for still. Yeah, that Dunfermline Falkirk double may be quite popular with punters in League One. Okay, let's quickly jump on to League Two. Greg, you can give us the second half of that double you mentioned earlier. Yeah, just just before that, I've got one more bet from Sorry. League One, okay. and it's Montrose at home to Edinburgh City. So Edinburgh City obviously had a terrific season so far, early pace setters. They've now lost their last four though, albeit some really tough games in that run of four defeats. I just like to look at Montrose at home, just two defeats in 12 now for Stuart Petrie's side, and you're getting nine to ten for the home win. Nothing flash, just going to take the home win here at 9-10. to 10. Okay, sounds good. Uh, League 2, yep, if you can give us the second leg of that uh, double that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, and an athletic home to Stirling Albion. Stirling Albion keeping pace again this week with a, a midweek win, 2-1 at Bonnie Rig Rose, so right up there with Dumbarton, just four points behind with the game in hand. Annan also in very good shape. They were unlucky last week to go down 2-1 at obviously League leaders than Barton. Lots and lots of goals in Annan's games. I think still in Albion as well, seeing lots of goals. So fully expecting over 2.5 goals, doubled up with air and the thistle for a nice 19 to 10 double. Yeah, that was a very decent shout. It did things pretty tight in that uh, League 2. Dumbarton still top by four points, but they played a game more than still, so that one looks like it could go to the wire. Yeah, it's the two of them are going to fight it out now for the title. So um, it should be nip and tuck. Obviously, Sterling were in hibernation for a while there, kind of been catching up. But 
they're still scoring plenty of goals. Dumbarton seem to be very difficult to beat as well. So um, I, 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 I don't even know how that that's going to finish up. It could be either one of them. But I think, as I said to someone on Sunday, given how bad Peter Head and Clyde are, you wouldn't put it rule out two teams going up from League Two yeah. this season. Um, yeah. So I, I think maybe we might see Sterling and Dumbarton both going up. Yeah, yeah, it's a good shout. Uh, but the forum team in League Two at the moment is Forfer, and you quite fancy them at Bonnie Rig on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you've got a team at the opposite ends of the, the form guys. You know, four for unbeaten in four away games. They've only lost one of ten games since Ray McKinnon came in. Bonnyrigg are struggling. They've only won two of the last 14 games, and both of them were against Stranar for some reason. So I think four for a, seem a big price at 2.2. I mean, it is away from home, um, but I can't, I can't really oppose them. I think at that price, it has to be taken on. Yeah. Anything else for you in League Two, Greg? No, nothing else for me. It's a really good card this weekend across all the leagues, but yeah, happy with what we put up. Okay, can you guys just give us a wee recap of your bets for the weekend then? Start with you, Greg. Yeah, so starting off on Friday night, uh, Dundee at Morton, taking Dundee over 1.5 match goals, and that's 65 with William Hill. And into Saturday in the Premiership, Aberdeen away to Celtic, and I'm taking Aberdeen over 2.5 corners at 5 to 6 with Skybet. And I'm also taking Ross County at St Mirren. I'm taking Ross County over 3.5 corners at 5 to 6 also. And that's with bet 365. Moving into League One, I'm taking Montrose at home to Edinburgh City and taking Montrose to win that match at 9 to 10. And finally, I've got a, over 2.5 goals double. And that's Air United and Patrick Thistle and Annan home to Stirling Albion. And that double pays 19 to 10. OK, and Dev? Okay, so starting on the premise, these are all with Bet365. Uh, Celtic to win both halves against Aberdeen at 2.1. Rangers minus three in the corner handicap at Livingston at 1.9. Ross County, same as Greg, over three and a half Ross County corners against Mirren, 1.83. Then into the Championship, Queen's Park v Wraith Rovers on Friday night, over 10 match corners, 1.83. And then in League Two on Saturday, Forfar to beat Bonnie Rig Rose 2.2. And that concludes the results of the Pine Bovril jury. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask about Pine Bovril treble this week. Has that been picked yet? Or should we uh, check, check you out on Twitter for that yeah, one? Yeah, check out on Twitter. I haven't quite decided which three of those are going to make it in. I don't really like going with Friday night bet if in case it ruins it. Um, so I'll probably pick three of the Saturday ones. Um, but I just haven't decided which yet. Probably Connors. Okay, so you can get that on at Pie and Bov. And don't forget, if you want to join Greg's channel, if you're not already on there, then you can find all the details on Twitter at Browning84Greg. That's us for this week. Thanks very much for tuning in to the podcast. Thank you, Div, for joining us. Best of luck with your bets this weekend, and we'll be back next week. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. Good luck. <laughs>